Hello, welcome to Time Personified. This is Francesca Mamlin speaking at the moment. I am an astrologer and I am the host of this podcast. And this week on the podcast, this episode, we are going to be talking about Saturn and Jupiter and the different cycles that they are involved in at the moment. And some of the things that I've been observing with the whole COVID-19 crisis unfolding through their cycle. Also just explaining the massive shift that is going to be happening at the end of this year that involves both of the planets. So you will be, I'm recording this episode now, (laughs) but which doesn't really matter when it is now, um, you will be receiving this episode um, the first week of May about. And so for you, the time you're listening to this, if you're listening in real time, Saturn and Jupiter are both going to be stationing retrograde next week. Saturn is going to be stationing retrograde on May 11th, and then Jupiter is going to station retrograde on May 14th. And so this is them entering into another phase of their synodic cycles, which I'll explain what that means in a moment. And I... One of my passions within the passion that I have of astrology is in following and observing the synodic cycles of all of the visible planets. And what does this mean? There are seven visible planets in the sky. By planet, I mean an object in the sky that moves. Stars don't really change positions in relation to each other. The planets do. So in astrology, we count the sun and moon as being luminary planets. And so there are seven visible planets. There is the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. And the seven days of the week, fun fact, I won't get into this, but the seven days of the week are actually named after the seven visible moving objects in the sky. And every single one of these planets has a cycle. The sun has a cycle, which is a year in all of the seasons that we experience. And then all of the other planets, the six other planets have a synodic cycle, which basically means it's the cycle that they have in relationship with the sun that affects their visibility or their brightness or their speed from our perspective on Earth. And you can work with the synodic cycles of every planet. Everyone is probably, if you're listening to an astrology podcast, I would imagine you're familiar with the concept of working with the moon, the synodic cycle of the moon, but you may be less familiar with the cycles of the other planets. And one of my passions is actually educating people on these cycles and teaching people how they can actually work with these cycles in their own life. And now the personal planets, which is Mercury, Venus, and Mars, they have, their cycles are things that we feel on a very personal and individual level. The Mercury cycle is related to our ideas. The Venus cycle is related to the relationship we have with ourselves and others. And the Mars journey, the Mars cycle is connected to the hero's journey. And now I'm really generalizing on this because I'm not focusing on these cycles for this episode. What I'm focusing on is the synodic cycles of Jupiter and Saturn, and these are our social planets. So you have the personal planets, 
Mercury, Venus, and Mars, that where they show up in your chart and what they're doing in reality, in, in real time, they're going to have a big effect on people on the individual level. And then you have the generational planets, which is Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And these have massive cycles that they they shape entire generations with what they are doing. And in your chart, your Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto sign, you share those signs with your entire generation. And I have an episode that I just released about how to further understand your Uranus sign. And then between the personal planets and the generational planets, you have Saturn and Jupiter. And these are what are known as the social planets. And they kind of have a bit of both worlds. They have that big generational, big big picture energy where they're, the things that Jupiter and Saturn are doing, they're shaping an entire generation. But they're also a very personal experience. You share a Jupiter sign and a Saturn sign with the people who were born within the same year or so of you. Jupiter changes signs every year, Saturn changes signs every two and a half years. And we experience Jupiter returns and Saturn returns a few times in our life. We get three Saturn returns if we live long enough, and we get many Jupiter returns. We get a Jupiter return every year. So the first like major planetary return, the first major cycle that we experience within our lifetime is our first Jupiter return at age 12. And then we get our second one at 24, we get our third one at 36, and so forth. So these are the social planets. And Jupiter and Saturn have synodic cycles, so their cycles related to the sun each last just over a year. And so I would like to begin this episode by talking a little bit more about the Jupiter and Saturn synodic cycles, because currently Jupiter and Saturn are very close to each other. They started the year off, they were both in Capricorn. Saturn is currently in Aquarius, but he will come back to Capricorn in July, which we'll, t we'll touch on that as well. So their synodic cycles are actually happening, happening side by side. We experienced a new Jupiter, the beginning of the Jupiter cycle, on December 28th, 2019. And then just a few weeks later, on January 13th, we experienced a new Saturn. We experienced the beginning of the new Saturn cycle. And their cycles are going to end together. The Jupiter cycle will end January 29th of 2021, and the Saturn cycle will end January 24th of 2021. And like I was saying before, as I have been observing these cycles over the course of this year so far, I have seen almost exact correlations with the COVID-19 crisis. And I believe, I believe there are a lot of factors astrologically that we can point to that have that have brought the energy of COVID-19 into the world. And I actually have an entire episode where I talk specifically about the astrology of COVID-19. I made it around the time that we just went into lockdown, but it is still very relevant. So you can check that episode out if you're interested in going more into the different components of the astrology here. But I think the Jupiter and Saturn cycles are one of the biggest factors that we are working with right now because Jupiter and Saturn 
at the end of this year on this winter solstice of this year so that is December 21st 2020 they're going to make a conjunction with each other Jupiter and Saturn are going to meet in the sky and this is something that happens every 20 years but this particular conjunction is way more rare and way more unique um, the the specific Jupiter Saturn conjunction that we will experience at the end of this year this is something that comes around every 200 years so we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but first let's talk about the Jupiter-Saturn synodic cycles and how our reality has sort of unfolded over the course of the cycle so far and how I see things moving going forward. You taught me the courage of stars before you left. How light carries on endlessly, even after death, with shortness of breath, you So as I talk about these cycles, I'm going to talk about the Jupiter and Saturn cycle side by side because, um, because of how close they are in the sky right now. Like if you get up early and you look, if you get up like before the sun comes up and you go outside and you look at the eastern sky, you will see Jupiter and Saturn up in the sky together and they're very very close to each other and Mars isn't too far away from them either they are currently basically traveling together and they're building up to this conjunction that's going to happen in December so I'm gonna talk about their synodic cycles side by side but I want you to keep in mind that these are two very different cycles and they're working together right now but they don't it's not always that way because sometimes they are in completely different places in the chart and in the sky right now they're moving together so i really feel the cycles unfolding together so i want you to think about how you've seen this unfold in reality in the news in in our like big picture way but i also want you to think about how this has unfolded in your personal life 
and so planets begin their synodic cycles when they are conjunct the sun this also applies to the moon the moon the new moon is when the moon is conjunct the sun and the visible planets they will go conjunct the sun two times during their synodic cycle the first conjunction is the beginning of the cycle and then the second time they go conjunct the sun that's the halfway point of their cycle and so this this conjunction with the sun it happened for jupiter on december 28th 2019 and for saturn it happened on january 13th 2020 and this was a time when I, when I would listen to the news, I would hear about the coronavirus, and it was still something that was seen globally as being China's problem, um, and being something that maybe has spread to other countries, but like it is something that China is dealing with, and we didn't, I, I didn't really see it expanding pretty far out of China because I've lived through pandemics before, like. I've lived through the bird flu. I was very young during that. I've lived through Ebola. Um, I, those are the only two that I can really remember. But I remembered it being something that was very conceptual. It seemed very far away from me. Even if it got to the United States, it didn't feel like something that was happening to me. And that's very much how the coronavirus felt for me around this time. I was observing the beginning of this Jupiter-Saturn cycle, and I was also planning a trip to Vietnam, and now I'm sitting here laughing at this version of myself because I'm currently stuck in Cambodia. That's a whole other thing. And yeah, that's kind of what the energy was, but hindsight has shown me that the Jupiter and Saturn cycles were bringing this into the world, and there is... A very specific reason for it and it's something that we're going to come into a deeper understanding of it later this year as their cycles continue to unfold and I think that we're really gonna come into a deeper understanding during their retrogrades next week what is the deeper reason for the coronavirus why did it have to happen and the context that I want to invite you to look at this through is that Jupiter and Saturn being the social planets they are the planets that they are the planets that rule over society Jupiter is the vision in the belief systems that society is built around and Saturn is the actual structure of society so the process that we're going through right now is actually a deconstruction and reconstruction of human society. We're working with our belief systems and we're cleansing our belief systems and then we're also going through the process of taking down the actual structures around society and rebuilding those. And this is showing up too because Jupiter and Saturn, they're deeply working with each other and they're also really working with Pluto. Um, and this is something I'll touch on this in a like in a, in a minute once I have gotten through the whole Jupiter-Saturn cycle and talked through that. But Saturn and Jupiter, they both make conjunctions to Pluto in 2020. Saturn made a conjunction to Pluto on January 6th, and Jupiter is going to make three conjunctions with Pluto this year. The first one was on April 4th. The second one will be 
The second one will be on June 30th, and then the third one will be on November 12th. This happens because Jupiter and Pluto station retrograde, so they'll meet when they're retrograde, and then they'll meet again when they are direct. So Pluto is that death process. Pluto is breaking things down, and then when Saturn and Jupiter get to meet in December of this year, then that's when the reconstruction and the rebirth is really going to be happening. And that's the moment that we're leading up to. So after they went conjunct the sun, then as the weeks of January um, unfolded, they start they they rose as morning stars. So the early part of the synodic cycle for planets is when they're rising as a morning star. And so during the month of January, this is when information continues to flow about the coronavirus and it starts to become a major topic. Like everyone is talking about it. It's all over the news, it's all over social media, and it's one of the main things that people are talking about in the world. And then and then this continues to so they continue their journey through the morning sky um, through the month of February. And then February was really when the coronavirus was on my radar. By then I was already in Vietnam, but it seemed like every day I was hearing about it on the news and I was starting to get a little bit worried about it. And also then we're hearing that South Korea and Italy was deeply inflected with the virus and it was starting to become something that wasn't just in China. It wasn't just a problem in China. It was turning into a global thing. And I remember even in February, I was listening to a podcast episode by the New York Times because I get all of my news from podcasts. I follow all of the major news outlets on podcasts because that's how I like to consume information. I have a podcast and I listen to podcasts. Um, but I remember listening to a podcast episode from the New York Times in February, and they were saying they had a infectious disease expert on there, and he was talking about how entire cities were going to be shut down, and I was thinking, this is insane, like, that, it's not possible, and I will soon learn that it very much is possible. So we get to March, and then this is a point where in the middle of March, Jupiter and Saturn, they both make sextiles to the sun. A sextile is a 60 degree separation in the zodiac, and don't worry about that, you don't have to really understand that unless you want to be an astrologer. A sextile is a 60 degree separation. So Jupiter and Saturn hit a point where they were exactly 60 degrees away from the sun, and this is a very collaborative energy, and it's when it's the point when the the intention of the cycle so the intention that is set or whatever manifests at the beginning of the cycle so this was um december 28th for jupiter and this was uh january 13th for saturn um then this was when the whole coronavirus the first cases started to emerge now we're in the middle of march and they are making sextiles to the sun and it is actually beginning to manifest. The intention is beginning to manifest. And you can also think about this in your personal life. Like how did something you set in early January start to manifest in the middle of March? That could be something you reflect on. But collectively for, for us, what happened was the lockdowns began. I vividly remember the middle weeks of, of, of April, the middle weeks of April, the 
looking back in the United States and seeing that cities were being shut down and it happened a little bit slower for me in Asia I wasn't I felt very removed from the situation still because I was in an area where there were not a lot of reported cases so there were a few days after the US went into lockdown that myself and then a lot of people around the world were still kind of going around business as usual thinking like oh my god like what's happening in the US and Europe right now and then eventually I did get put into quarantine about the same week but yeah the week of March 12th and March 19th this was the beginning of the quarantines and I find it very interesting that something as traumatic and insane as a, a global lockdown basically and the shutdown of economies happened when Jupiter and Saturn were sort of in this really nice supportive collaborative aspect and how I'm interpreting that is and I don't want to sound insensitive with this because the lockdowns have been incredibly traumatic for a lot of people and they have caused a lot of people to lose their jobs and lose their financial situations so I'm going to try to be really sensitive in the way I present this idea but I actually think that the lockdowns were Jupiter and Saturn giving us doing us a favor because it's time for us to move into a new way of being. It's time for us to move into a new reality. And I think the way our world is was structured a few months ago, I think the very capitalist, imperialist, consumerist world that we live in, it, it didn't have any room for the new age to come in. We're at, we're at the cusp of the age of Aquarius and there's a lot of opinions of whether we've actually crossed into that age or not, but I think that we can all agree, um, us astrologers, that we are in the birth of the age of Aquarius and it doesn't have room to come in if we're still caught in the shadow that emerged during the age of Pisces. And the age of Pisces, the shadow there was all of the isms that came in, consumerism, imperialism, um, communism, capitalism, all of the isms, the idealisms that we live by, that we live and die by, that become dogma, that's the shadow of the age of Pisces. And we are sort of forced to abandon the society that we created. Jupiter and Saturn sort of put us in time out. Um, I think a lot of different energies kind of work together to put us into time out but this was very much in alignment with the Jupiter and Saturn cycle to the point where like it is it's almost shocking like the ex like the dates were exact and then and then another the next okay and then the next part of the cycle is when Jupiter and Saturn make squares to the sun and this is also stunningly exact in terms of how things have unfolded with these dates so a square is a 90 degree separation, so they, they hit a point where they were exactly 90 degrees away from the sun in the zodiac, and this is a point of tension. And for Jupiter, this was April 15th. For Saturn, this was April 21st. And I've heard a lot of astrologers, the astrologers that I follow that I learned about the visible planet cycles from, they refer to the square as a crisis of manifestation. And I think it's very interesting because as these planets came into a square with the sun, which had happened within a week of each other, what happened during this week is that people 
began to attempt to reopen businesses. Economies attempted, or they, this is currently happening, economies began to start, things started to reopen, basically. And so when I think about what's happening right now, especially when I, I look back into the, I look back to the United States and I'm seeing that people are protesting the lockdowns. I'm seeing that businesses are trying to open. I'm seeing that people are trying very desperately to return to the life that they once knew. And I'm seeing this in Cambodia as well. I, during this week, the quarantine that I was put under ended this week. And not by this week, I mean the week of April 15th, April 21st. This was when the quarantine ended and when I gained the ability to move freely throughout Kampot, which is where I currently am. And as I'm observing this happening, I'm also, I'm also very deep in the awareness that this whole crisis is pretty far from being over. Like, I think that as I'm recording this, I, I just found out that the United States has just passed one million known cases. There's no tests really available for anyone. So, you know, it's very hasty, the reopening. And I find it very interesting that this is happening as Jupiter and Saturn are coming to this point of tension in their cycle. And what I'm really feeling with this is that we, as we're moving through this cycle and as we start to feel the tension of the change that is happening, we're starting to get scared. The new reality is scaring us. And if I'm being honest, like it's when I think about the potentials of the future, when I'm thinking about the potential of like, it could be years that we're walking around and that, and we're wearing masks and we're required to like have our temperature taken. And, you know, I'm even hearing about different countries having people download apps that tracks us so that they can tell if we've been to high contagious, highly contagious areas or highly affected areas or not, and that can potentially affect our ability to move freely. I could go on and on. There's a lot to be afraid of, and I think we would be very ignorant if we, if we said that there wasn't a lot to be afraid of and we're moving towards a utopia. Like, we are moving towards a very uncertain future, and that scares us. So what's happening is that we are trying very desperately to move back to the world that we once knew. And the the hard truth that we need to face, that we're going to need to face, is that that reality doesn't exist anymore. The world that we knew a couple months ago, it doesn't exist anymore. And holding space for any grief and any feelings that come up with that realization, but that's what we're moving through right now is um, Jupiter and Saturn are at this point of tension in their cycles. As I'm recording this episode, as you're listening to this episode, this is the place that we're standing in right now, where the old reality is gone. And we have gone, we're down this path. And we didn't choose, we didn't, I mean, on a human level, we didn't really choose this path. Maybe on a soul level, we did choose to come to the earth during this point in history, whatever it is that you believe. Maybe we chose to go through this collectively on a soul level. But as humans, we did not choose this and we are going down a path that is potentially very scary and the invitation the call is to continue to move forward but the instinctual pull that we're feeling is to try to go back to what's familiar 
And then that leads us to what's going to be happening in the next week or so, depending on when you're listening to this. Next week, Jupiter and Saturn are both going to station retrograde. Jupiter's going to station retrograde on May 14th. Saturn is going to station retrograde on May 11th. And so the Jupiter retrograde norm is, you know, in the way I interpret it is that it is an invitation for us to move inwards because Jupiter is a very expansive, adventurous, externally focused planet, I would say in that like he's all about exploring and going and finding new truths and having new experiences and learning new things going to school and the jupiter retrograde is when we turn that expansion inwards and we expand who we are inside and the saturn retrograde is asking us to slow down and make sure that we have really taken care of every detail and that we've really mastered everything and wrapped up all of the loose ends before we move on. So what I'm feeling during these planetary retrogrades is that these planets are going to be retrograde for a few months. They're going to be retrograde until September. It's a very, it's a longer period that they're retrograde. And how I feel we are called, we're being called to work with these retrogrades is really the kind of advice that I would give for any planetary retrograde is to slow down. What I really feel might be coming up during these retrogrades is that we're going to be getting some new information that's going to be very important for us to have when it is time for us to move forward. Another really important thing that's going to be happening while these planets are retrograde is that on July 3rd, Saturn is going to be returning to Capricorn. So Saturn was in Capricorn for about two and a half years and he moved into Aquarius in on March 31st and he's been moving through Aquarius and we've got an, a bit of a taste of what the next two years are going to look like as Saturn moves into Aquarius, the kinds of themes that are going to be coming up. And there's there a f- the past few podcast episodes I've offered my interpretation of that, that I think it's really going to be about strengthening our sense of community and strengthening our ability to really care for each other human to human. Because Aquarius is the sign of community, it's the sign of friendship, and it's the sign of humanitarianism. And in Saturn, he ingressed into Aquarius and he's moving back into Capricorn and then December of this year he's going to move back into Aquarius where he will be staying there at that point for the next two years and we're going to be going through a Saturn and Aquarius transit and so we're moving back to Capricorn on July 3rd Saturn is and he's going to be bringing back the themes that we need to wrap up from the last two years before we move on so we are entering into a period where we're really going to have to be examining the details and we're really going to be having to think about what we might be missing think about what it is that we have to wrap up and take care of before we move on and i really want to challenge us to instead of falling into that very human tendency to try to return to the reality that we once knew to try to rebuild the reality that we once knew and i think the focus should be on rebirthing and actually creating something that's more in alignment with the the people that we are now and the world that we are now um so yeah that they're stationing retrograde on the 14th and on the 11th and then 
Just a few days later, they're going to be making trines to the sun. So Jupiter will make his trine to the sun on May 18th, and Saturn will make his trine to the sun on May 22nd. And this is the trine aspect in astrology. It's it's a supportive aspect. So this is when some kind of support arrives and things begin to feel stable. And it's possible that it's maybe even a false sense of stability. So that's something that we have to be very careful of and we really have to tap into that retrograde energy and really think about what it is that we're experiencing. But I feel like there might be a sense of safety coming in over the next couple weeks. And then, and fast forward to July, July 14th um, and July 20th, they're going to be making their oppositions to the sun. So on July 14th, Jupiter will make his opposition to the sun and on July 20th, Saturn will make his opposition to the sun. And this is the halfway point of the synodic cycle. And I think I said something wrong at the very beginning. I said that they, the planets make two conjunctions with their sun during the synodic cycles. And that's actually not true about the Jupiter and Saturn cycles. That's true about the Mercury, Venus and Mars cycles. So sorry about that. That was my mistake. During the opposition, they're going to be midnight stars. So they're going to be visible in the middle of the night, um, in the night sky, like directly above our heads. Um, they're actually gonna rise when the sun sets and then set when the sun rises like they're directly opposite the sun and so this is yeah this is basically the equivalent of a full moon so we'll be experiencing a full jupiter and a full saturn and they'll be this is the closest that they get to earth and the brightest that we ever see them so during the summertime they're going to be very very bright in the sky and this is when the result arrives so the intention is set at the beginning of the cycle when they go conjunct the sun and then whatever the manifestation is that arrives from the intention that manifestation will show up during the opposition so during the summer i think that this is going to be a moment where we're really going to come into an understanding of what COVID-19 is actually going to mean for us from a historical perspective and what it's going to mean from a very collective big picture perspective. And I, I hope, I offer, I really try not to be predictive with astrology, but I'm really hoping that this is a point when we really start to see how this might unfold and end ultimately. Because right now we're at a point where like, we don't know how long this is going to end. We don't know how this is going to end or how long it's gonna go. And I think in July, I think there's room for us if we really do our work and we really um, work with this energy when they're retrograde in this moment and we really don't try to force things to come, I think that we might be able to have the opportunity to see um, or get some idea of how the whole situation is going to ultimately unfold. So that happens in July, the opposition with the sun. And then in September, Jupiter is going to trine the sun on September 11th and Saturn will trine the sun on September 17th. So we've experienced the sextile, the square and the trine. We, in the beginning of the cycle, we experiencing it. We experience it with the sextile coming first, then the square and then the trine. And then as the cycle unfolds, it all happens again backwards. So the trine will happen, the square will happen, and then the sextile will happen. And after the trine, they station direct. So it's kind of like a, it like reflects each other. 
um, if you put the opposition as the midpoint of the cycle, then all of the other aspects sort of reflect each other. And so the, the trying to the sun in September, this is going to be a period of integrating whatever was manifested in July. So whatever comes up in July, we integrate it in September. And then also in September, they, this is when they the planets will be stationing direct. So Jupiter stations direct on September 12th and Saturn stations direct on, Sat on Saturn, <laughs> Saturn 29th, on September 29th, Saturn stations direct. And this is, um, their, their energy goes from moving backwards to moving forwards. So they go back to being a little bit more externally focused with their energy. And this is when we start to gain momentum towards whatever new reality is being birthed whatever new reality is coming forward, we gain momentum. And then they square the sun in in October. October 11th is when Jupiter squares the sun. October 18th is when Saturn squares the sun. And a square is a point of tension. So this is maybe a crisis of the integration process. This is a moment where there is some, some part of the manifestation that we struggle to integrate that we struggle to process so this is maybe some of the more less fun or this is probably some of the more difficult manifestations that come from the coronavirus like maybe the fact that we have to be a lot more mindful about our ability to infect each other. Maybe we're getting sick of walking around wearing masks all the time. Maybe we're getting sick of the social distancing. Or maybe it's something even more related to like the heightened surveillance that might come up. Like there, I, I tr again, like I try not to make predictions, but for some reason I'm falling into that temptation to try to predict things. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a point of tension that I'm feeling or that I'm seeing in October and let me yeah let me just pause to say like take whatever I'm saying with a grain of salt because um, I don't really believe in prophetic astrology I don't believe we could actually look at astrology and like say this is exactly what's going to happen I know that astrology pushes energy forward but like ultimately we have the ability to go through this journey and create this journey however we want to and we have free will we have the ability to make decisions i'm just observing the energy so when i'm talking about this crisis of integration and i'm throwing out potentials that i'm seeing or that i'm possibly like predicting um please take it with a grain of salt i don't mean to um, and i would never intend to like say that things are definitively going to happen because i'm seeing them in the astrology so i wanted to like make that very clear and then in November, <clears throat> November, we complete the integration process. So um, there, Jupiter makes a sextile to the sun on November 11th and Saturn makes a sextile to the sun on November 19th. And this is the point where the integration completes and we wrap up the cycle that we have gone into and we begin the transition point into a new cycle. And this is where the astrology gets very exciting. This is where we have that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. It's going to happen on December 21st of 2020. And, and in just like a few minutes, I'm going to dive into that. So the conjunction happens on December 21st. And then both planets move into the underworld in January of 2021. By moving to the underworld, I mean that they cease to be visible in the sky. And then they will go conjunct the sun and begin new cycles in January of 2021. 
2020 for Jupiter that's January 29th and for Saturn that is January 24th so that is their synodic cycle and now I would like to pause back up just a little bit and talk about that Jupiter Saturn conjunction that we are moving towards that is going to happen on December 21st wrote it down in the winter of 1610 just a secret under lock and key until then while collecting the stars I connected the So the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is something that happens every 20 years, and it's been happening about at the beginning of every decade. So it happened in 19, or sorry, it happens at the beginning of the decade every other decade is what I meant to say. So it happened in 1920, and it happened in, again in 1940, then again in 1960, again in 1980, again in 2000, and now we are experiencing one in, experiencing one in 2020. And so this is something that happens every 20 years and they meet in the same element for about 200 years. So what that means, and this isn't something that's totally consistent, just about for the past 200 years, Jupiter and Saturn have been meeting every 200 years in Earth signs and every once in a while, they a conjunction would happen like at the beginning of an air sign um because the air energy is what we're moving in towards what we're moving towards so 200 year cycles they meet in the same element and before that i believe they were meeting in um fire signs every 20 years yeah they've been meeting at earth signs for the past 200 years and what this conjunction in 2020 is doing is it's actually going to be the first of a series of, of conjunctions that will happen over the next 200 years just in air signs. So we're actually bringing in another 200 year cycle with this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And the story of Jupiter and Saturn is also known as the story of Kronos and Zeus because Jupiter and Saturn are the Latin or the Roman names for Kronos and Zeus. And it's about 
the changing of the generations. This this conjunction, this cycle is is teaching us about the changing of the generations because Kronos or because Zeus is because Zeus is the one who overthrows and succeeds Kronos. And I actually tell the entire story of Zeus and Kronos in a previous episode that I did for the Full Moon in Libra, but this conjunction in this this myth and this cycle it brings with it a warning about our tendency to repeat history it's about how we can free ourselves from the oppressors but then immediately become our own oppressors just like chronos overthrew uranus and became a tyrant because he was afraid of succumbing to the same fate as uranus and that fear actually fueled him into becoming Uranus, um, becoming the tyrant, just like Uranus's father was. And this is a story that explains why tyrants become tyrants, basically. But this conjunction that is happening in December, it is our opportunity to, like, the old, like, we're going to be in a moment where the old has fallen away. The old is gone, and we are going to have no choice but to bring in the new. And we can either, we can approach this moment with fear. We can approach this moment with, yes, our reality is going to move forward with, we're all just going to live in a constant fear that we will eventually be infected with the virus. And we can live under surveillance. We can live through mandatory social distancing and wearing masks and just constantly fearing getting sick. Or we can figure out what we need to do and what we need to fundamentally change in human society to prevent something like this from ever happening again and prevent a world from manifesting where we have to live in fear. And I mean, this is such a massive, massive thing that I'm trying to talk about right now because um, I want to, I want to just put it out there that like, yeah, I, I agree with social distancing. I agree with wearing masks. I agree with being careful. And I also believe that when you look at this from an energetic perspective, when you look at this from a big picture perspective, this whole virus happened because there is something fundamentally wrong with the way that we operate. And we, it is not just about controlling the virus. It's about actually shifting the way that we interact with the earth, the way that we interact with resources so that we don't need to fear the viruses anymore. The virus emerged from the wild animal trade in the wet markets as far as we know. And what those are is humans exploiting nature, humans capturing animals and encroaching on their environments. And then that action of greed and of dominance introduces a horrible virus into the human population that infects everyone and kills a bunch of people. So we can either live in constant fear of the next pandemic, which is inevitable if we don't change, or we can fundamentally shift our relationship with the earth. We can come into a deeper harmony with nature and we can create a reality where we don't have to fear viruses anymore because we're not because we're not acting in a way that will introduce those viruses onto the population. Now again, like this is a huge thing and like I don't I don't know how. I don't know how we can 
change. <laughs> I don't know. I, I literally don't know the logistics of how society can fundamentally shift like that. But I do know that it's kind of our only option. We either have to live in a dystopian future or we have to change. Um, so that's what we're basically facing as we're working with Jupiter and Saturn. Saturn's currently in Aquarius. He's transiting the spot right now where Jupiter and Saturn will later meet this December. He's showing us exactly what needs to be changed, what needs to change. And we have until then, until December, to sort of prepare um, and, and craft the vision. Because we're going to have to put the we're going to have to put that vision into reality very soon. And I think it's important to remember that revolution is messy, but it's also very necessary. Often, the trauma of revolution is nothing compared to the trauma of staying at the mercy of oppressive forces. And in our case, we are under the oppressive force of capitalism and of imperialism. The idea that we can't ever stop, we can't stop producing, we can't stop consuming, or the whole system will collapse. That is an incredibly oppressive way to live. And the trauma of living and continuing to exist under that until it eventually kills us, that is so much worse than the potential trauma of a revolution, of a fundamental change in human society. We're being called to summon our courage like never before. And hopefully our grandchildren will read in their history books that this is the moment when we decided to turn things around or else maybe there aren't gonna be any grandchildren to be reading the history books. Um, maybe, but maybe if they, they, there's a reality where they get to look back and see COVID-19 as a blessing, as uh, in some way, shape or form while still, you know, paying all of the compassion and respect to the tragedy that it comes with this time. But, but this really is our chance to create some major change um, and to prevent anyone from having to suffer like this ever again. So this is the energy that I'm feeling on a very big, expansive, collective level. And you can also, like, obviously you can work with these cycles in your own individual life. You can think about, like, maybe what was happening in your life 20 years ago and how has, how has that come into fruition and how is, the, how is that ready for a shift now. You can look at this conjunction and the other outer planet conjunctions of 2020. You can look at them in your own chart and you can see how these massive shifts are happening for you individually. And I think that we create these massive societal shifts by everybody making their own individual shifts. So think about what parts of your reality you would like to fundamentally change over the next year and how can you use this whole situation as an opportunity for you to create massive change in your own individual life because I think for us revolution is going to look like actually like you know protesting and not in like protesting the quarantines but like uh, practicing civil disobedience for the sake of justice and for the sake of equality and you know doing that kind of stuff but I also think it's going to look like you know making very significant shifts in your life on an individual level because because at the end of the day this is about us ceasing to be our own oppressors so to finish this episode out what i'd really like to do is just briefly reflect 
on these outer planet conjunctions, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, and the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, and just talk about the previous times that they were conjunct. So the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, again, it happens at the beginning of the decade, every other decade, so 1920, 1940, 1960, and I just want to touch on the last two. So in 1980, Saturn and Pluto actually went conjunct in Libra, and like I was saying before, they meet in in the same sign for 200 years. So they were meeting at Earth signs for the past 200 years, and in 1980 they actually met in an air sign. They just it was it you know like I said it's not really consistent, um, and were they sort of began the transition into the new 200 years of air signs in 1980, and 1980 was previously the biggest unemployment crisis in United States history that happened in the 1980s. That was like the Reaganomics situation. And, um, and now in 2020, the, which this is when we actually move into the air conjunctions for good. We're actually moving into that next 200 years of air signs. Um, 2020, the conjunction will happen in Aquarius in December of this year. And we are facing what will now be considered the biggest unemployment crisis in United States history. So sort of reflecting on the, what that means, I'm sort of seeing, I feel as we move into this next 200 year cycle and Libra and, um, what am I even saying? And Jupiter and Saturn start to meet in the air signs every 20 years. I think that we're going to really start to reevaluate what money is, what value is and what what actually a profession and a career looks like because the way that we have been doing it previously it's not sustainable even before the whole COVID-19 crisis in the United States more than half of Americans live paycheck to paycheck the minimum wage is way too low there are people that work three jobs and there's people that work full-time that can't even afford to live um, and that's what it looks like in the U.S. and then all around the world we have this situ we have a whole situation we have, we have all kinds of people who are suffering because they are underemployed or not employed or they're not making enough money. And I think that we're really going to start to reevaluate the idea that your worth and your right to live or, or die is going to be completely determined by the numbers in your bank account. Like that idea isn't, it's expiring. Like it's not, it's, it has, it's never worked and we're, we're getting to a point where we're going to have to sort of change that. So I find that very interesting. And then the last time Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct, it was in Capricorn in 2000. And whatever, I didn't, nothing really stands out for me in the 2000s. But um, what does stand out to me is that currently we're undergoing a lot of shifts and changes in the Capricorn energy, which is the big structures that we rely on. And I think we're coming, I think over the past 20 years, what we've really been coming into awareness of is that we can't live or die by the big structures. We can't live or die uh, at the mercy of the corporations or governments. And we really have to learn how to be self-sustaining to some extent and learn how to really take care of each other and trust each other without the intervention of some big authority figure. So that's those are the past few Saturn Pluto conjunctions and before we experiencing we experience the Saturn Pluto conjunction in December both Jupiter and Saturn are going to be doing a 
pretty big, they're going to be doing some really deep Pluto work. Pluto is what pushes us to trust the process and take that leap into the unknown to jump into that death process without seeing what the rebirth is going to be. And we have to let the old die. And we have to trust that the new is going to come forward. We have to make room for the new. The, let, the old has to be let go of before the new can come in. We have to let ourselves be in a moment of suspension right now if we want to build a better reality for ourselves. So we saw the beginning of the death process happening on January 6th when that Saturn-Pluto conjunction happening. We felt the buildup of this conjunction during most of 2019. We're seeing the dark side of hierarchy, of power, of authority, of money, and in like big businesses. This is something that happens every 36 years. And this kind of initiated this death process that we're moving through over 2020. And the, the process continues with these three Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions. Jupiter and Pluto go conjunct every 12 years. So the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction begins and ends a 12-year cycle. And this is the dark side of belief revealed. This is when we get to see like we get to see how we've fallen into dogma and we get that opportunity to sort of let go of um, the beliefs that we hold on to so tightly and so intensely that it's harming us. And the very first Jupiter-Pluto conjunction was May, not May, April 4th of this year. It happened when they were both direct. We began this process of deconstructing our belief systems. That They will meet again when they're both retrograde on June 30th. So this is sort of a check-in point of, okay, like, how are we when it comes to cleansing these belief systems? Because we're going to have to rebirth a new reality in December, and we need to make sure that our belief systems are in alignment with what works for us. And then they will meet for a final time on November 12th, and they're both going to be direct, and then they will go their separate ways for the next 12 years. So we're in a process right now where we are creating a new belief system, a new vision for how we're going to move forward. We are in the stage where we are crafting the vision. And then later this year, we're going to be actually putting that vision into practical action. And I'm going to be continuing to watch these two synodic cycles unfold um, through this podcast and then also through a lot of bonus content in the Facebook group that I just created. So I created it a community for listeners of this podcast or for people who want to take a deeper dive into astrology and learn how to actually work with it to create a meaningful, productive life for themselves. And so I invite you to join me there if you would like to deepen this conversation. And Otherwise, I will be back here very soon with another episode to serve you and share what I know, share what I believe about this whole moment of history that we are moving through and just of astrology in general. And I hope that you continue to stay safe and healthy as we move forward to the next stage of this COVID-19 process. Sending all of my love to anyone who is listening to this. If you listened all the way to this point, thank you so much for your attention and your energy. It means everything to me that people pay attention to this podcast. <laughs> I, it, it just means everything. And I hope you have a really great day. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And bye for now. 
They say it's all going down, yeah, all gone down But from your center you can see it's just going up and around Breathe in, breathe out Breathe it in, breathe it out Feel the breath within the breath, take it in and take it down underground Feel the rhythm slowing down to the speed of sound Worry, we're not take away your trouble tomorrow Only take away your peace today Seems to be the same